0: Welcome to episode 20 of Crave the Book. Today we're going to be covering chapters 5 through 10 of Tracy Wolf's Crush, and we have so many fan theories for this week's episode, guys. So without further ado, let's get started. Alright guys, welcome to episode 20. In today's episode, we are covering chapters 5 through 10 of Crush. We have moved past Crave and started covering book 2. And not a whole lot goes on in these actual chapters that we're going to be covering today, but there is a lot of Spoiler topics. So, um, Amber, do you want to let the listeners know what they should be looking out for in the event they don't want anything spoiled for them?
1: Yes. So once we have gone through uh, the chapter only content, uh, we're going to have the howl of this wolf. And once that plays, that means that everything past that point is going to probably be a spoiler or a topic that you might not have come across if you have not read past this point. So if you haven't read, uh, covert yet, or even the cat, the guide to Catmere, cause there's a few bits that are kind of mentioned in those as well. Uh, just listen out for the how drop out of the podcast and come back and listen when you have caught up. Uh, cause we don't want to spoil it for anybody. Um, ruining surprises or giving the game away is, is, is fun for one person. It's not fun <laughs> for the receiving end. um, and uh, yeah, we we just want to make this as spoiler-free as possible. Um, but these chapters, there's a lot of uh, foreshadowing.
0: Yeah, so much, so much. I was, uh, w- during this reread, there are just so many little things that I'm picking up on that completely blew over my head the first time around. But uh, before we get into and it... questions. Oh, and go Questions
1: ahead. that, like, you realize, the questions that you never realized were actually answered. Yeah. Um, like, things that I had forgotten that had happened... But then I was like, "Wait, this is never addressed again." Or, like, if it was, I wasn't aware of it. Um, so yeah, I, I've got some questions uh, down in the spoiler section um, that I'm I'm intrigued to know whether we have an answer for, or could come up with a theory as to what the answer is. Yeah. Um-
0: A couple little quick things. By the time this airs, uh, Tracy will have made her announcement on uh, Entangled Teen, apparently tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. There's going to be an announcement from Tracy. Just because you guys are listening to this after it's already out, I'm going to say that I am hoping... That i loved it, it. <laughs> i want to it was great it was fantastic great teaser tracy we're, we love it no I, i'm hoping that we get a little bit about remy's book tonight like maybe she'll maybe she'll give us some info on that what do you is that what you think it is amber
1: i i think it is i think that the the, the fact that the the, the blurb or did you call it blub? The synopsis? Yeah. Yeah. It, the pre order um, is up. open for it. Yeah. The fact that it went up the other day, I think that she's probably going to release a little bit of a teaser again just to kind of boost more people into being aware that it's it's coming up. Yeah. Um or- either that or something about court, but I I feel like the, the date is so close to the release date of court that it might not be.
0: Yeah, we already know that it's coming. And same with charm. We know yeah. we know the date for that. So
1: um so I'm going to be asleep when when it airs, so... I'll record it. Starla is very, very lovingly going to record it for <laughs> me so that I can actually watch it. Yeah. So next week, hopefully, if it's something uh, notable, we'll be able to talk about it in
0: next week's episode. But the other little quick thing that I want to let you guys know, um, I keep saying selfless plug and my husband keeps calling me out for it. Selfish plug. It's a selfish. It selfless. not <laughs> selfless. Selfish plug. Yeah. It's so selfless of me to make this announcement that my book, <laughs> my book is going to be releasing on Friday. But um, yeah, my, my book, The Channel, is... Uh, currently for pre-order on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, Apple Books, Google Books, and most other book places. Um, you can pre-order that now, but it will be releasing to the public on Friday. So if you have a Kindle, excited. it should should automatically... You bought
1: it on Kindle, right? Yes. Yeah, so on the day of release, it automatically downloads and the money comes out of your account. Um, but obviously it won't download until you turn your Kindle on. Ah. So you... You um you will get a notification, I think, that it has been downloaded, like an Amazon notification on your phone or an email to say that it has been purchased. But it obviously doesn't show up in your orders because you have already ordered it ages yeah. ago. Interesting. Yeah.
0: So, guys, if you're interested I'll, in um, I'll it, let you know. I'll let yes. you know when it comes. Please do. Please do. Um, so, if you guys are interested in it, the channel is a new adult... Neon noir inspired cyberpunky. Uh, I, I kind of consider it a dark romance. I don't know, I don't know if that's hot, where I would classify it.
1: There's hot guys, there's a new world, there's found, fantasy, found family, there's, there's cool cybernetic, tronic things in it that ju- is a completely different a, world, and a big and puppy. It's, yes it's so different it's so different to like the fiction that i normally read but at the same time it wasn't so different that i didn't enjoy it it's a really good storyline i was very angry i was fuming for starlet <laughs> when i finished the book i was fuming at her for leaving me on such a cliffhanger so it's great it's a really really good book and um i i wholeheartedly recommend that you you download it on kindle or purchase the paper hardback is that hardback hardback and- only.
0: No, there's hardback um, and paperback,
1: and it will it will be different for me anyway because when I read through it to edit it, that was months ago, and you've probably changed it all. Oh, so, I've ch- I've changed so much. There's so yeah, much. So so I'm I'm hoping that my favorite parts aren't edited out yet.
0: If anything, they're extended. I don't think that we removed. Oh
1: yeah. We didn't remove anything.
0: I just took the good parts and made them a little longer. So, guys, um, if you want to support me, you can follow me over at Explore the Channel on Instagram. I plan to be doing, you know, some some fun giveaways for merch and things like that. Um,
1: but in the meantime, since well, it's... I wanted wanted to also say like, um, we should probably give it a spice rating as well because. I think that with all books, if you go into it thinking, oh, there's spice and then there's no spice, it's really disappointing. But also the other way around, if you go into it hoping for like just a completely clean book and then there's spice, it's always a little bit like, I, I wasn't expecting this. Uh, I, would, I would say that it's definitely young adult. It's, it, it reads like, adult.
0: yeah, it reads like a young adult um but because of the age of the character it needs to be classified as new adult though there is a Mm -hmm. lot of um cursing and gore and kind of adult themes uh that's where i would say 16 plus Mm -hmm. on on the on the age scale but it would be acceptable for a younger audience because there isn't a lot of spice there you go yeah because my dad is gonna read it and that would be weird um. <laughs> uh. <laughs> though though if if asked you know I, I am in in a new adult which means that I could technically get spicier if enough people were requested and if I had screenshots you know from from my raving fans on social media saying we want more spice I could obviously send those to my dad and say well dad sorry
1: It's More chili needed. More chili needed.
0: (laughs) Gotta spice up the chili. All right, guys, let's go ahead and hop into our topics. Uh, Like I said before, we have a lot more to talk about in the spoiler section than we do the non-spoilers. But um, Grace is still in Finn's office she's kind of yep. you know she's she's trying to figure out her new reality um she clearly has the same opinions of gargoyles that we did where she's just like oh <laughs> cool cool stone Aww. yay
1: that's so neat like she doesn't seem The thing so- is then then Jackson says oh well, you clearly don't know how cool gargoyles are because you don't sound very enthusiastic and yet, he still doesn't know what gargoyles do. So he's trying to big her up without actually having any of the facts behind it. What's it's he not like alive? A, they can, they can do this. They can do this. They can do this. They can do this. He doesn't. He just goes. They're really, really cool. Cool. Yeah.
0: Promise. Is he? He's not a thousand. They died a thousand years no. ago. They were killed a thousand years ago. And he, did, he's not a thousand. He's a hun, He's a couple hundred. Right. Years yes. old. Yeah. So he wasn't alive when the gargoyles were still around yeah, but he- at the
1: same time it was it wasn't like uh, so if, if somebody tried to describe i don't uh a rex oh okay <laughs> i was gonna say a thousand years come on not millions <laughs> <laughs> thousand years a thylacine or like what like a dodo or something like that yeah you can still describe them you can still say like what they were yeah but we at, have we have comparable done... animals
0: we have things that are comparable a gargoyle isn't something that they have anything to compare with it would be like describing a dinosaur where it's like well your guess is as good as mine
1: a thousand years is a, hit, is a is uh, a hell of a long time i just am like a bit re- disappointed that he doesn't go like oh like you have horns you have wings you're made of stone nothing he's just like they're really cool he doesn't know anything he has <laughs> no idea it's like oh she's gonna be so disappointed when she turns out yes she, literally all she can do is turn to snow
0: <laughs> yeah like his he's giving the exact same like response and tone that if i walked out in an ugly dress and said does this make my butt look big N- no, no no
1: it's great <laughs> you look great
0: yeah um <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, Gray said, I think he's forgot or forgetting that having a psychopathic vampire on my ass has pretty much been the norm for me since I got to the school.
1: And I'm just sitting there like, hey, hey, lucky.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, she, she wants to go straight back to class. And everybody seems to be really like, no, no you know, you, you can take some time off. And she's like, literally, all I have done since I've been at this bloody school is take time off. Yeah. How long has she been? How long
0: has she gone to school?
1: Like, has it only been four days that she's actually attended class? So the first book took place over a week. Mm -hmm. And I'm gonna say that she only took it turned up to classes like three out of those days. (laughs) Yeah. And then I, I, I
0: really love how Finn and Jackson are kind of fighting. And Jackson's like, what Grace needs is to feel safe. And then uh Finn's like no what Grace needs is routine and g- Grace finally stands up for herself she's like Grace will be better off if her uncle and boyfriend stop talking to her and st- or t- stop talking start I'm sorry start talking to her instead of about her and then she's she's like you know I don't I'm. I'm gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie down and just let the men folk make decisions about my life. <laughs> and I'm like, damn, girl, good balls. She grew a backbone, huh? She grow a backbone. Yeah, yeah. She's she's finally or got a backstone. Some, backstone. Yeah. Grace got no. her backstone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like she's got. She's finally got some balls. Good. Good on you, Grace. Like for real, because you know, in the first book, she really does let everybody kind of make decisions for her and Jackson's kind of grabbing her by the wrist and dragging her around
1: and she's just like okay yeah now I she's... Think that like dur- during Crave everybody else was the person in the know that she was kind of following around blindly innocently naively not really knowing what went on in the world to be able to make any judgment on it whereas right now they're literally discussing what Grace would want and she's like hang on a minute I know what I want So therefore, I can actually weigh in on this. Um, And I think it's because the stakes are really high. It's the fact that she has she's realized that the last memory that she has is of Hudson swinging a sword and no one knows where he is. And that happened nearly four months ago. And everybody else is talking about her as if she was stuck in stone. And honestly, the only person that's probably capable of retrieving her memories would be Grace, so Grace is probably feeling a bit frustrated right now with the fact that they're kind of arguing over her when she is really like the most important person in the room right now to be able to discover her memories is me, so therefore you need to shut up and listen to what I need from this conversation so that I can actually give you the answers that you keep plying me for um and i I think that this is the start of grace's development as a character of realizing that she's not just this feeble human anymore that she is actually someone of importance someone who has resilience about her not just because she is a gargoyle and that she is supernatural but because she's worth it as a person
0: as well Absolutely, and this is where like I finally started to like her character. Like last book, <laughs> I, I was frustrated with her a lot. I'm like, God, Grace, open up your eyes! Like, be a little bit more observant, damn! And then this this book, she really, really uh, starts growing up. And I've got some, I have some theories about that in the uh, spoiler hmm. section. But um, so. They leave Finn's office and Jackson starts to take Grace up to his room. And once again, she's got a little bit of a backbone. She's like, no, 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 no. I want to go to my room. I I am ready to start going to class. I want to get dressed. Like I want to, I, I, I need to get back. Um, and Jackson's like, okay, all right, let's, let's go. And then they're racing to her room. And I think it's one of those things like where she realizes, oh crap, we're going to be alone. We're going to be finally be alone. And, uh, and oh, he ob- comes
1: to the same conclusion. Yeah, Jackson Jackson's like I haven't I've only seen her. But then again, that was his entire plan. Like why would he go to her why would he take her to his room if he didn't? Like,
0: yeah, yeah. he's he, he's like I don't care where we go. He's he's got the she's like, got for the her, whole... for her it's been like an hour. <laughs> yeah, like for <laughs> him it's been 4 months. <laughs> she's I mean, she's been she's been hard this whole time, so I can't imagine <laughs> so (laughs) So, uh they go to her room minx they uh they go to her room and jackson he he gets burned by the fun curtains that we haven't heard about in a while i was like ha, yes the curtains
1: but um Uh, that he doesn't care. He doesn't care that he's hurt. He rams her up against that door, and he is kissing her like he doesn't need to breathe again. Yeah, and you know what? This is one of those scenes where I was like, "All right, Jackson, you know, all right,
0: all right, yeah." But um, she notices that he's lost a lot of weight. Like, she starts kind of feeling his hips, and she realizes that he's he's all like sunk in since the last time that she saw him. And I'm just like, man, he needs to drink some animals that have high blood sugar and it would be like one of those blood mass gainer shakes that you drink when you're bodybuilding <laughs> like a really you need to get like
1: i don't know a bear who just ate some honey or something <laughs> so, yeah a bear that a bear that's just prepared to hibernate for the winter yeah. it's super fat and fluffy and chunky
0: yeah and you know that bear you could probably get like a couple little vials out of him and him not even notice he's like i don't care <laughs> Not, he wouldn't even have to kill the bear. Just give him a little poke, like a blood draw
1: at the doctor. He'd be fine. He'd be all right. Um, but... Uh, break seems to like hit... Diff- in, in a lot of the books I've read recently, so Court of Thorn and Roses, she stops eating. This one, Jackson stopped eating. Zodiac Academy, both Tori and Darcy stop eating. It seems to be a... Um, a theme that runs that runs throughout that when you get your heart broken or you can no longer be with the person that you love you just stop eating um i i, I i'm i'm the opposite <laughs> <laughs> i am just thinking, i can't stop <laughs>
0: eating it's a uh, in twilight with mike or er, new moon with
1: mike newton going you gotta get that protein in there <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i just i like it seems to be a, a theme that like when the man or the woman that they love is no longer able to be with them they just withdraw and not become pathetic but become pathetic um yeah. I, and it's i get it it's, I, I yeah but at the same time why can't that happen to me like if all i needed to do was lose a three stone was for Scott to just go. I'm going on holiday and leaving you for a few weeks. <laughs> I, I'd, but in reality, I'd put on three stone because he's left me because I sad eat. I.
0: It depends on how sad I am. I think that when I hit that like Bella Swan new moon, like state of depression, which I have several times in my life, not in a long time, obviously, because I've been married for almost 12 years, but um, I've had those breakups where I've Bella Bella Swaned myself into my room. And (laughs) it's not that like I'm starving myself, but the idea of taking care of yourself and the idea of eating Never just, it never occurs to you. It's like, it's almost like you forget that that's a thing that you need to do. Same with like showering. You're like, oh yeah, I should probably wash my stinky butt. (laughs) Like, you're like, oh no, nobody's gonna see my butt anyway. I don't need to wash it. Nobody's gonna see it. Like, you quit trimming your toenails. No one's gonna see my toenails anymore. No one's (laughs) ever gonna love me again. And let me tell you guys, Pretty. I know that we have a lot of teenage listeners. Someone will see your butt again. I promise. Someone will see your toenails again. I promise. <laughs> it so might just be a doctor, but <laughs> get, get, you get that protein in there as. <laughs> but it, it, everything will be okay i promise you i've went through i went through some breakups where i'm like i will never find anyone ever
1: again did you go did you go through the uh the sudden conclusion that you were going to be a, a old cat lady oh yeah <laughs> every time like i'm just gonna swear off men forever and love women instead that's never occurred to me like yes sure I'm gonna suddenly become a lesbian and live the rest of my life wanting women but at the same time I cannot bear to touch another woman's vagina. It is a no from me. <laughs> I, I yeah. am as, I'm as straight as a ruler and yet every time I feel sad or like jilted my first impression is I'm gonna swear off men forever.
0: Yeah I definitely had those like I had I had female friends who are like why don't you just try dating girls and i'm like i wish i could i wish i, could. I know like,
1: there is a um there is a tag group on facebook and it is um the fact that i am still attracted to men proves that sexuality is not a choice yeah <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like yep yeah, yep yeah. it's the it's the I wish I could because there are genuinely some women that I think I could probably live with for the rest of my life and we'd probably never have an argument that escalated past you ate the rest of the cereal and now I'm hungry and I don't have any cereal. Like, that would probably be the crux of (laughs) the worst case scenario. Like you, for example. I think that we would live together perfectly fine, well, probably let's make, because we'd live at opposite ends of the house let's and ignore make a, each other.
0: Let's make a pact that if there's a freak accident that kills both of our husbands simultaneously, <laughs> we, will, we will just live in a weird relationship where our sexuality consists of eating cereal. Oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And then and yeah. then and then we don't even have to touch hoo hoo.
1: We can just eat cereal instead. And I. <laughs> but everybody will believe that we're touching the hoo hoo. Yeah, and we would be okay with that analysis. Yeah, absolutely. That that'll be my whole.
0: we'll be like, ooh, what do you want tonight? Fruit Loops or Cheerios? <laughs> <laughs> you can you can <laughs> even you don't even have those cereals, do you? We have Cheerios. Oh, you do have Cheerios. That
1: sounds like something you would have. <laughs> we have we have Cheerios. Cheerio, Cheerio. <laughs> Oh, eh, okay. I'll bring bring some really boring British (laughs) cereal over and you can show me your marshmallow cereal anytime, baby. (laughs)
0: Uh, All right. Let's see. Um, So, uh, you know what? I wanted to bring this up in our last episode and I didn't get to. And I'm sad. Or not last episode. uh, The last episode of Crave. But uh, Grace had talked about uh, Jackson's nice ass or his fine ass when they're building the snowman. And then he wiggles his butt around. And mm-hmm. again, she brings up, as he's walking down the hallway, he's he's leaving. Um, she's Making decided,
1: goo-goo eyes at her.
0: Yeah, she's going to take a shower. He's going to go ahead and leave so she can get ready for class. And she's watching his nice ass, as she's called it. And I'm wondering, during, when we get the movies, do you think we're going to get like a sexy jiggle slow-mo shot? <laughs> like like a pan down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And if so, what song is going to play? Is it going to be like that, that, oh, yeah. Like, are we going to get day bow bow? <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to, I, I want to say that. this, yeah. I want it to be well, like, like Goblet of Fire with the, um with the girls, but I want it to be just Jackson zooming in on
1: Jackson's, like, butt Just <laughs> Does- Have you seen the guy who plays Victor Crumb now? No. I was just commenting on his hairline. Oh, oh, daddy vibes. Oh. does he still have oh. that tiny forehead no 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 victor crumb is nothing on this guy well, <laughs> i don't think they're the same person honestly i'm gonna look it up <laughs> oh but yeah I'm, I'm i'm maybe like an acoustic version of hips don't lie <laughs> hold on a minute
0: you know what's funny was we when we watched goblet of fire this weekend um Where everybody's chanting "crumb, crumb." We were we were eating, and Amy was watching the floor. And I pointed at Amy, and I went "crumb, crumb" because she's watching for crumbs to fall. (laughs) Let's see. Oh wow! Yeah, he's got like super long hair now. He glowed up. I much prefer him with long hair,
1: or grimed down. I'm not really sure. (laughs) I'll uh,
0: yeah. I encourage
1: everybody to have a look.
0: Yeah, go have a look, guys. I'm not. I I would. I would put it up on the on the youtube screen but i've promised myself in the new year that i'm not going to give myself things to extra have to, work yeah i've decided that for the podcast i'm not going to give myself extra work so it's an easter egg for you guys go go google <laughs> i just i just googled uh victor crumb now and I know. and got lots of good pictures yep. so uh, yep go take a peek guys i was not attracted to him in the movies no me neither even taylor no. Yeah, Taylor was like, she's, I mean, she's almost 10 now and we were watching it and she's like, why is everybody, or first she said, <laughs> wow, I bet the girls are just loving this. <laughs> and then yeah. she said, he's not even that cute.
1: <laughs> no, and also the, in, in the book, cause you, you have you read Harry Potter? I yeah, have. You have. I haven't. Yeah. So in the book of God- Goblet of Fire, mm-hmm. they were obviously at the, um, the, Wizard's Cup was it called? The game, the um,
0: crap. I know what you're talking about. The the world thing, the big,
1: big yes, the big... world, the World Cup, yeah, the World Cup, whatever it is. And um, like Crumb is part of it. They introduce him, and he's so much more of a character. So that when he walks through the doors in Hogwarts, everybody recognises him. But he has such a fleeting moment on screen that, like, when he comes out, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, because
0: during during that that scene in the movie like when they first start the game it's like mm-hmm. you see the game about the start you're ready for it and then it's like boo and then it, it just goes to like back to the weasley tent yeah and and you're like oh i wanted to at least get like a little bit of this game yeah yeah
1: but yeah that, that that was a case of like they just cut it out and he yeah. was supposed to be like a bigger character like they were supposed to show how skilled he was on a broom and how well he like instead you just get you get ron
0: going he's an artist
1: yeah and then he comes in and then you're like oh i can't even be attracted to him because of his big skill because i've seen nothing yeah all right um
0: your next note next (laughs) note is yours and i completely agree
1: you want to take this one (laughs) so i said mystical architecture that's the class that,
0: yeah that's the class grace is going to she's getting ready for her mystical architecture class and she's like uh maybe it's because i am mystical architecture
1: yeah like firstly how is there enough content to produce a syllabus for this thing and secondly <laughs> why is flint taking it <laughs> He's- not only, Why is Flint excelling at it? Yeah, not only
0: is he taking it, he's like kicking his feet up on the table. He's like, yeah, I don't, I don't even got to take the the
1: midterms. I'm, I'm chilling. Yeah. So there's the, this, is, there's thing that I've, I've noticed again. Just like whenever they've had a breakup and everyone starves themselves in a book, um, in books, it's always the hot guys that
0: are the smart ones. Oh, that's not that is not my reality. Like that is not my experience.
1: No. no. And. The reason that, like, you sat in class, and the person that you seem to be most attracted to is the hot guy who is causing trouble in class because he can get away with things because of his looks, um, and he, can't, he obviously can't put his like knuckle down and put his head to work because obviously he's too he's too beautiful for that. Meanwhile, the guys that are at the top of the class don't tend to necessarily be the people that draw your eye, and I'm thinking it's because. Women are writing these fictions based on our fantasies. And yes, we would like smart men. Oh man, I don't do that in
0: in the book that I wrote. JC's kind of a dummy. Yeah, Dane. but
1: he's dummy in a way that like he doesn't it's not at school.
0: He's a sol- he's a soldier dummy. Like he's kind of a dummy, but like you can't be mad at him for being a dummy because he's just kind of a dummy. And then Dane, he's he's kind of a dummy and he is good looking, but he's he's like he's he's he got kicked out of the military cuz he's kind of a dummy. Like yeah. they're, they're all they're both like, kind of dummies.
1: Like like if you think about it, there's the um Twilight Edward knows all of the curriculum. He, yeah, well he's, he's been doing it for how many years? Exactly. How many years has he had to go back? <laughs> yeah, he's 119, so I'm going to say he's been going back to school for over a hundred years.
0: Mr. Cullen, would you mind reciting the last lines of iambic pentameter? What
1: the class? (laughs) So you've got got Edward Cullen, then you've got um, Flint and Jackson, they're apparently really, 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 really smart. And then you've also got in the Zodiac Academy, you've got all of the Celestial Heirs are super, super intelligent and super, super smart and super, super powerful. And then the dumb ones are like not attractive at all. And I'm just like... They're playing into my fantasy here well, yeah that's <laughs> be, it was just some, it was just something I noticed that I'm marketing like, this isn't reality <laughs> you, you, you're a business owner you know mark you
0: know that target marketing that's that's good that's good business business ownership should they know their their target audience um I love that that Grace figured out that the bat door was not a Batman reference and that it's actually makai's door i was like He-he. something <laughs> something about that was cute to me that I, i'm just imagining him like sitting outside his like in the hallway like sticking all of his bat stickers to his door it, it made me like <laughs> his character a little more even i mean he's one of he's my got a sense of humor yeah he's he's
1: funny um all right last note to yours yes my last note is that so based on what happened in the last chapters of crave flint tried to kill grace and it's not exactly a secret even if flint never admitted to it jackson sure as hell would have um i'm not even sure what had happened in the four months between jackson and flint because surely there would be probably a bit more conflict than what was apparent um but all of a sudden flint has kind of finagled his way into spending an hour and a half with grace alone doing this project with her and i was just thinking why would finn have allowed that not necessarily because flint was still a risk he wasn't necessarily um he probably could have determined the fact that the fact that hudson came out and that Leah's plans had actuated Flint's now not get any reason to try and kill grace again but at the same time he's not taking grace's feelings into account whatsoever into thinking oh do you know what would be really great putting the person who tried to kill you into a project with each other or just other classes yeah like I was like yeah this is so inconsiderate yeah and grace doesn't seem to have any objections about it either which kind of concerns me i know she does say that she's finding it very hard not to trust him or not to like him and not to smile back because of his charisma but at the same time i would still be very unsure about spending any time alone together it's a lack
0: of self-preservation going on she's like "Mm." yeah yeah, that's fine, yeah. Like, she's and not happy what, about it, but I would be... What a
1: boring project as well.
0: <laughs> and let's... We haven't even... We didn't even leave any notes about this teacher who apparently... I would yell right now, but my husband told me that it's <laughs> not good Mike etiquette to yell. But I, I totally just imagine this it's teacher... stage like, yell. Like, ah! Oh, <laughs> Miss Foster! Would you like to do this project with... flood, Like... I, I'm sure that it was like for him because I am assuming that he is like a giant because um, he's over like seven feet tall. I I'm assuming mm-hmm. that he is talking in a normal tone; it just is coming out very loud. But when I read it, I imagine Tabby like this. <laughs> <laughs>
1: very deep and booming. Yeah, and um, and I like so when they first go into their class and Flint advises her to to stay near the back, and she. Wasn't as quick on the uptake as she should have been and then ended up sitting at the front. I thought that it was going to be a spitting issue. <laughs> yeah, I, did. I thought it was going to be like fire, like someone was going to like yeah. have hot breath or something. Yeah, Or I for- just the back of the classroom is the best place because you can fall asleep in mystical architecture very easily at the back of the classroom.
0: I just, I completely forgot that this, any of this encounter even happened. Like when I I, (laughs) rereading it was a joy. I'm like, I I totally forgot about this. (laughs) Um, you want to hop into spoilers? Yes. All right. Okay. So we've got a lot in here. So, um, it looks like you've got most of the spoilers. So just we'll stop when I get to some of mine. (laughs)
1: Um, so there's a bit at the beginning of the chapters that we read today that, um, She said that something small and scared rightly felt that just let go the minute that they said the word gargoyle. Like it had known all along and was waiting for me to notice. And I was like, it's so... It's like... You know when somebody says like their identity is confirmed by somebody else and they go oh thank god like a diagnosis or something yeah or something like you go to a doctor's and you've been feeling poorly or you've been feeling ill your entire life and then all of a sudden a doctor takes no and actually takes you seriously and diagnoses you and gives you what you have or your condition and suddenly you feel the pieces click and you go oh thank god i finally know who i am and what i can do to fix it or how to feel better um but yeah it was the first time that she's she's acknowledged that she could be something more than human every other time before she was kind of like what a human whenever leah said anything she was like (laughs) yeah it was the first time she actually was like yeah this inner voice inside me maybe it was my gargoyle all along and it's all now clicked the tea has finally worn off Hopefully, well, she she didn't just have the month before Catmire, and then the week she's now had four months to wear this tea off.
0: I mean, she has been in stone, so who knows how the metabolism works? While well, there's like there's no circulation, <laughs> yeah, she's she's while well, she's gargoyled, but yeah, yeah, I I picked up on that too. She's it, I think that it is that Gargoyle finally having her permission to be awake because it has been
1: acknowledged Mm -hmm. um and then my second point was and i realized with a dawning horror that chills my very soul i don't know the answer to the most important question of all what happened to hudson and now we've read court no now we've read covert and one day court ah that is the most important question isn't it
0: oh god yeah that's the question and you know what's great is i know because you knew reading this series the first time i had not mentioned anything about a jackson i was just talking about this other guy hudson and i know (laughs) that this is the point when you were probably like yeah this is the guy
1: where is he where is he go get the girl where's the guy go get him girl (laughs) that's the guy the the sinister um, guy, you know that. Yeah, he's... and I was like, like, everything that she said about Hudson, that was a like an inner question, could be taken positively or negatively. I it was like to her take soul, it positively like, like <laughs> her soul knew, but like when we first read through, we were thinking it was negative. Obviously, uh deep down, we really wanted it to be that Hudson was amazing she was just in denial but yeah it could have could have been taken the other way but now on the second read-through everything sounds as though she has the right questions and that she is concerned about him and stuff like that but she doesn't know why it's like the right question the wrong inflection because it could Mm -hmm. be
0: like what happened to hudson or it could be like what happened to hudson like, like, where is he? Yeah, like, where is my Hudson? Yeah, versus like, oh my God, where is he
1: here? Like, and it chills her very soul the fact that she doesn't know where he is or what happened, and she starts going through the scenarios of why she uh, remained being a gargoyle for so long, or why she came back because um, they. Uh, Jackson and Finn said that the reason why she came back was because she was ready to come back and they don't think that she would have come back had she known it wasn't safe. So she's going through all of the reasons and none of them were maybe I fell in love with him and I was like, come on, girl, just say it, just say it, just say it, fell in love with him. That's not the reasons. Stop saying those silly things. Like the fact that he stopped you from leaving and things like that. I'm like, stop being mean to my boy. Oh, yeah, like... The like like we've
0: said in past episodes, it's always the brother. Like don't oh, yeah. don't don't worry about the first guy that gets introduced. He he will not ever be important. You wait it out for the brother. It's it's always gonna be the brother. And that's why Bella ended up with Emmett. Yes. Oh God, yeah. Kellen oh, Lutz. Good. Kellen Lutz is is <laughs> he's aging
1: very finely. He's, he's... So I would I'm more of a daddy's girl and I would end up with Carlisle. <laughs> <laughs> fix me daddy <laughs> fix
0: me daddy yeah there was definitely some sexual tension in new moon when he was stitching her arm and she's like it's that smirk
1: p- that smirk of like that tiny tiny like mouth corner of the mouth that's twitch. not a dad smirk it's like, yeah
0: <laughs> um all right so next point is very very long and amber is i went a bit she's I like a bit mad she's like i must read this word for word I won't, so, here we go. I didn't read it ahead of time. <laughs> I, I gave you your, okay, your your note
1: privacy. Good. Okay, so here we go. Why doesn't she remember? It wasn't their plan once they escaped. Neither Grace or Hudson would choose to forget. If it isn't something that gargoyles are known for doing, what happened? Hudson, he, um, even once Hudson is out of the gargoyle, he still remembers everything. So who made sure Grace specifically couldn't remember? There is an impenetrable wall when she tries to remember anything from that time. Someone must have had to build it. Someone who is good at reading memories. Someone who wanted Grace and Jackson to stay together. Someone who is old enough to remember gargoyles and knew how they worked. Someone who is manipulating Grace from the start. And someone who tends to have all the answers and yet makes all of the answers very cryptic. So you're thinking that the blood letter... the blood Absolutely, letter. yes. Did she... Okay. She so... put a block on her before.
0: I wonder she... if Jackson going... Did he go to her? Did he go to the blood letter after Grace was gargoyled or just before when he got the spell to
1: break the mating bond? I think he did. I think he mentions it later that he did. He must have, because if anybody would have known the answer, it would have been her. Hmm. like the fact that she knows the spell to break a bond the fact that she knows everything to do with when grace goes back with jackson and then all of a sudden hudson is able to be more less of a voice in her head and more of an actual figure in her periphery like she can do so many more things than anybody else but she does it really sneakily and also quite evilly and there's There's something saying that i I think that they knew Grace was going to be a gargoyle at some point then they wanted to kind of put a block on her so that she didn't remember what happened once she was there
0: okay that that theory that theory checks out um
1: because th- there's no other reason why she wouldn't remember it, and they made because a point it wasn't to say a traumatic it. time
0: yeah, they made a yeah. point to say that this is not typical
1: of gargoyles no. to to forget what has happened yeah and it's not like something traumatic happened to the point where she tried to repress the memories it's not a choice where like they said okay we need to escape the, the the gargoyle we finally worked out how to do it but once we do we need to remove our memories because uh the only way for me to be free is for us to fall in love again like there's, not, there's nothing like that is, there is genuinely something physically stopping Grace from looking at her memories or being able to 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 remember anything.
0: And it's just that one occasion because she does turn to stone in front of Jackson later, either I think in this book, and freaks him out. Like she completely like turns to stone and freaks him out, doesn't she? And yeah. and in Witch's Court, the Witch's Court bonus, she also turns to stone as a child. So this is something that she is actively able to do, not just, like, her gar- gargoyle form where she's, like, able to fly around, but turning, like, to solid stone, impenetrable, just statue stone, which is separate from where she turns to stone and can fly and move. This is, like, a yeah. completely different layer where she goes dormant. She does it in front of her mom um, and her dad, and then she does it in front of Jackson to, to kind of freak him out, and then he gets mad at her. I, I vaguely
1: remember that, and I believe it's in this book. But she's still conscious at that point. She's still looking out at the world. When yeah. she went into fully into her gargoyle, she never tries to do it again. She never goes, Look, I got out before. There's no imminent threat. Because still, there's there's no Im- imminent threat, really. They don't know where Hudson is, but at the same time, if if it was me, I would want to know more about my powers. Even if I didn't know I could fly and I didn't know that I had earth m- magic or any any of that, I would go, okay. I want to see how to do it again, but she needs Hudson to be able to even tell her how to access her gargoyle. Like he knows more than she does. Yeah.
0: Hmm.
1: And then he—he's also concerned about telling her anything from their time in um in the gargoyle, and we find out during Catmere. It's because he's like, would it make a difference? Would it really make a difference if I told you what had happened? Would you would you suddenly love me or or because you you can't tell someone well, you love me? You really do. You you loved me once, so therefore you can do it again because of X Y Z. It has to be a natural instinctual thing to do. But at the same time, now she loves him. He's still not come up with what they did. Yeah. Or how they got out it might just be a fear of a fear of rejection yeah i don't think the reasons that hudson's keeping any any secrets is nefarious like his promise to grace is never gonna be a bad one <laughs> like, no no um, and i'm just like okay someone else has to be manipulating her memories and when fiction is written you don't have somebody that nefarious who hasn't been mentioned yet. It's not like Court is going to introduce a character and it was like, "Oh yeah, I did that." <laughs> it's going to be someone who was there all along. You yeah. had access to Grace.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, it it almost has to be the blood letter because I mean, we could say mm-hmm. that it's that it's like Cyrus, but there's no he hasn't had any contact with her up until no. the the. Not the Ludare's game, it's uh, when they
1: come and, to the and school. And she must know that Grace is a gargoyle because she gave, firstly, the bond. She set the bond in, in action with, with Jackson. So she set the false bond in action. But also she spoke to both of her parents and they arranged it before Grace even was aware. Yeah. And I reckon they probably also got the magic to be able to repress Grace's power from the blood letter because she seems to have the potions and recipes and spells for everything, why wouldn't a memory spell or a block be anything that she couldn't do yeah cuz grace's parents
0: totally knew they knew that she was that mm-hmm. she was not just a, a gargoyle but an earth elemental they they were fully aware of it that we get that in the uh, in the witch's court bonus so
1: i think I think that Maybe I could probably develop the theory a bit more when we get to the bloodless cave when Grace releases Hudson because reading that again might help because Mm. I forgot entirely about the fact that she had like a wall. She has like this barrier that's stopping her from remembering things. I just thought she couldn't remember it. Not that she was trying and there was something physically stopping her. So I'm wondering whether there's something about that wall that she breaks down and that's when Hudson arrives. In which case... He was the thing behind the wall, not the memories. Yeah. And she can only hear case, like an, again an echo of again. his voice there. Why? Why would she do that on purpose? And I don't think that she's going to either be able to be capable of doing that as well. Like you couldn't accidentally put up a barrier or a wall against the person that you love. Yeah. Like I think you have to physically put in the 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 effort to do that. So someone else did it, guaranteed. Someone else did it.
0: Yeah, and and we also got confirmation. Uh, I I feel like this is kind of attached to that wall, um, that she describes. She talks about being cut up, and we thought that it was just like her wrists and things from the Leah encounter. But she says that it's it looks like she like tried to claw her way out of something or she got in a fight. And Mm -hmm. I'm wondering, like, maybe she had to maybe it was like a physical thing, like she had to climb over or through or naked mole rat her way under this this wall. I feel almost like in charm, like there's going to be some like physical fight to get through the barrier. And Hudson didn't make it all the
1: way through. Or she realized that she could get out, turned around to see Hudson and there was a wall and she realized that he was on the other side, tried to to claw her way to get through to him and was so heartbroken that she repressed that memory of suddenly being separated from him. Yeah, But then again, wouldn't he remember that? Because he remembers everything. He does, but he doesn't tell her. He could totally remember no. that. And I think that he would also remember how they got out, whereas Grace doesn't. So he's not even giving her the tools. And I, this this is probably one, the one thing that I'm like, mm, Hudson, do better, mate. That if she found herself turning to stone again and was completely alone, she might not have the ability to come back at all. Because no one's taught her how to leave. Yeah, Like, they worked it out together. Yeah, but they worked. And he's holding out on her. They
0: worked out how to bring two people back. They were trying to figure out how to bring them both back. Whereas if she, because she's been able to bring herself back from stone on her own, maybe it was more that she was trying to, like, oh, it's it's either both of us go or none of us go.
1: Hmm. So.
0: Um, yeah. Is mean,
1: this just like a hmm.
0: We will find who, out.
1: Who, who has been. Uh, who has been playing around with grace's mind no i i like that theory yeah uh thanks uh the next one is um grace says i want to figure out what happened with hudson i feel like we've got to get uh to find him if we have any chance at all of keeping everyone safe and i'm like yes (laughs) preacher sister daddy gonna keep everybody safe He's gonna obliterate the bad guys he is going to Mm -hmm. turn them into dust i feel like if grace didn't know deep down that hudson was either in her mind or was free she's not nearly as fretting about it if she really truly believed that he was that evil yeah i think she knows deep down that she would be dead if he was who Jackson said he was which is why it is this, slightly concerning when she said that it's possible that um his influence might have got to her and that's how she's got back and how she doesn't remember anything i actually have theories about that
0: coming Ooh. up yeah um so grace i remember the first time reading it how grace loses like the passion the moment that jackson brushes that fang against her neck um mm-hmm. and and uh, says that he loves her. It's. I, I'm wondering, like, I know that we're we're led to believe it's because, like, it's, it's kind of Hudson who's pushing back against it, but I wonder if there's some little corner of her brain that is like, no, I'm cheating on Hudson. Like, is there a part of her that's yeah. like, no, I love Hudson. Like, where she's like, ooh, this is wrong. This is this is this is not okay because the greater part of her love is dedicated to someone else therefore it almost feels like a betrayal but she's just not conscious of it
1: i see i i I think that it is the the fact that the stars have aligned where she has met the guy she is supposed to be bonded with yeah but when she comes back The bond that she does have. Firstly, she's still not aware of it. She's still in the books where we are, the chapter that we're on. She's still not aware that she has bonded to uh, to Jackson. But it's almost like her body can sense the fallacy, the difference between being with Hudson and being with Jackson, and how different it is. Is that it is not real. It is not real love. It's not a real infatuation. Um, the fact that she says mine and everything like that and she like it's almost like she's like second guessing herself like wait there's something wrong here and i don't necessarily think that it's because she's upset that she's cheated on hudson because as soon as hudson hudson comes to her it's not like she's even worse right um i just I, I, i kind of feel like there's something about almost trying to lie to yourself about being in love with someone that you're not in love with like if you went back to any of the partners that you had before you knew what real love was oh god kill me now where you thought that it was love and then you're in a relationship with you and you're like, this isn't love but she still thinks it because she has no memories but there's something off about it
0: yeah now i've done that have you uh it's like that that quote where people say like going back to your ex is like trying to put poop back into your butt um (laughs) i have i have broken up with the the crazy abusive one um i broke up with him and then dated someone else and then got back with him and it was just completely different like it was it was gross it was i was repulsed By his presence, I did not want him to touch me. And here he thought that he was salvaging it. So he was like Mm -hmm. acting overly vulnerable, crying a lot, um, trying to woo me, buying me gifts. And I felt like the bad guy because I was like, you know, I'm like, oh, you're being so nice. I don't feel the same. Yeah. I don't feel the same. Exactly. You're being nice now, but that doesn't make me forget about the time that you beat me up. It doesn't make me forget about all these awful things that that you did to me the last time and i mean this was like a
1: six-year relationship
0: so um and
1: then yeah i think that i think that brains are more capable of things than we think that they are Um, they make connections without us even really trying and you being in a relationship with someone else probably would have shown you what the red flags were but you probably weren't conscious of what they were until you went back to a different relationship and went hold on not that I'm comparing him, but I felt a lot safer.
0: Yeah, and and with the, the other guy, the in between relationship. I mean, it wasn't the the guy was. I mean, he was nice. Like we had we had an okay relationship. He just he ended up cheating on me, but then messaging me and saying like I, I can't, I cannot consciously stay with you after doing this to you. And it was kind of the mm-hmm. you know the more respectful thing to do, not drag me along. Um No, he admitted like I am a dirtbag, and I think that you deserve better. And you know that's I'm glad that he did that rather than (laughs) you deserve better, and then you went back, (laughs) and then I (laughs) went back. Yeah, exactly. I did not do the better thing, but um, being with someone who you know just treated me even just a tiny bit better. Like he he wasn't anything. He wasn't like overly good to me. He wasn't like you know he has he wasn't like how my husband is now but because it was just incrementally better than what I had before yeah I was able to recognize like man what I had before was crap and then I for some reason decided to go back to the crap guy and
1: yeah it was like trying trying to put it's probably it was probably to confirm it was probably to go well yeah hindsight is 2020 but the grass is always greener so you go oh yeah but the passion was more there Oh yeah, you so have you to back. you have to there has to be like that passion
0: in those crazy relationships and I think that that's what makes them so hard to get out of because you think that it's passion because it's one extreme to the next it's either fiery burning passion or it's ice cold abuse whether it be physical or mental it's it's one or the other but you get addicted to the highs and the lows and you just want to stay on that roller coaster because you get so used to it and yeah, it's... You get
1: used to the attention as well. When somebody's attention is so focused on you um whether it's a positive or a negative like the fact that you you then start to crave that attention so when you're in a relationship that is quite sane and normal but your partner doesn't necessarily devote 100 percent of his attention to you making sure that you're not cheating on him and making sure who you messaging is is completely 100 percent safe people for you to message and making sure that you like are home when you say that you are going to be home and things like that you then start to think oh he doesn't love me as much because he's not paying as much attention
0: yeah, and that but is not, not it at all. <laughs> yeah, savor those. Those are those are the good ones. Those are the ones you want because ten years or ten years down the line, if you want to go to Starbucks in the bookstore and you get ten text messages, where are you? What are you doing? Who are you with? What, take Unless it, it's sexting, taking that's okay. Yeah take a picture to what are you wearing pr- yeah take a picture to prove <laughs> that you're actually at the bookstore like you know that that is the that is crazy behavior i've been yes. with that level of crazy before and that is not that's not good um okay speaking of uh speaking of phones you you've posed a fantastic question
1: yeah where the hell even is her phone it's inside in... her it... <laughs>
0: if you x-ray everything, her it everything will be in in there.
1: <laughs> everything else is miraculously back in her room so it's not like because i thought oh maybe when she turned to stone everything else was turned to stone around her but then i'm like oh no because her bag and everything was she going to class without her bag because it was in her room when she went back um
0: Maybe she dropped it, and someone took maybe it was like one of those maybe. things where the sword hit she dropped it. it was okay, but everything that she was wearing, you know everything on her person
1: was turned to stone i I just feel like the one thing that could be an issue is it's not like her phone and her keys and her bag was missing it's her phone is missing, which has like loads of important stuff on it, yeah, and I'm just like okay, she had her phone on her when she turned into a gargoyle. I'm wondering whether she was able to use it, took pictures of her and Hudson together.
0: Ooh!
1: And somebody removed it and somebody removed it to remove her memory.
0: Hmm. Because
1: but then you're like, okay, you probably could have just just deleted it or deleted all the photos. But I think somebody wants to hold something over her head
0: yeah, it'll be funny if like in, in court we read it and they'll be holding it up and be like, haha, look what I have. And and Grace is like, that's an iPhone 4. I have the new <laughs> iPhone blah blah blah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I just it's like a uh, Of all of all the things that I would be very unconcerned about somebody stealing, not because of its value monetary wise. But because of all my passwords, my bank accounts, my apps, my contacts. You think someone's pulling a Christian Grey on her where Either yeah, like I feel I feel like somebody has taken her phone to have the information that is on it.
0: Yeah. No, that that, that checks out. And if for any reason she's able to transfer her like data and her phone number and everything over to the new phone easily, I I don't know if we She get... wouldn't
1: have changed it. I don't think she would change it.
0: Yeah, because she kept contact with, with Heather and stuff. If she's able to just switch that over, I, I do believe that in Fifty Shades, Christian Grey does something similar where he has her phone, doesn't he? And she has a new mm-hmm. phone, but he's able to track everything that she's... Or is, am I thinking of yeah. you? I get you
1: in in Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> the lines crossed. And they're both the same. Yeah, they are the same. <laughs> like yeah, I yeah, It's creepy. I don't like it. I, I don't like the fact that she is not Concerned, she's like, "Oh, great, my
0: phone's missing." Like, no, girl. Yeah, my
1: phone's my my phone's missing. The thing that's attached to your hip every single day, the the one thing that you know it should be in your pocket and it's not, and has all the information on it that you could possibly ever need, is gone. And you're just a bit bummed about it because you can't text someone. No, I would be freaking out. Like, the moment that you lose your purse was the first thing you do. You cancel all your cards you um you order a new driving license you cancel everything just in case somebody starts impersonating you if you lose your phone you put a block on the phone so that nobody could use the phone to pretend to be you like identity theft is a huge huge thing and she's just not concerned about it and Mm -hmm. it it makes me feel like that maybe the person who's replying to her is not Heather anymore ooh
0: that's spooky do you think okay this is a far-fetched theory but do Mm -hmm. you think that if say that she dropped her bag her bag was fine we'll assume that like her such nerds her phone such nerds honestly (laughs) i know let's assume that her phone was in her bag she dropped her bag jackson returned her bag to her room after she was gargoyled he goes through her stuff he finds her phone do you think and he... has fun with all the selfies? Do you think that it has fun with all the selfies? <laughs> do you think that that for any because he just immediately like I can't find my phone. Oh, here's a new phone. Do you think, yeah? Do you think he has her phone?
1: Maybe, but I, then I don't think that. Like I think that. Like what would be he the reason? Into, he ha... Yeah, exactly. Okay, like he would just give it back.
0: Okay, you right, you right. Maybe other. I, I like the theory. I like that sinister theory. That
1: maybe she's not actually talking to Heather. Because she's the one contact that Grace still has outside of the world that she's trusting to like tell things to. Not necessarily in the most intimate ways. But also, if you clone somebody's phone, you can see incoming texts and outgoing texts. So it's not just that this person could reply as anybody but they could also send things as grace and grace would never know because the moment that they've been sent they could delete them okay if it's heather like let's
0: let's just say that heather isn't a real person anymore or heather's dead mm-hmm. or heather's being spoofed you know mm-hmm. grace was gonna have
1: heather come hang out in crush or covet she was supposed It's to- in this it's in this one okay. but then she has to cancel because Daddy Cyrus comes and Heather gets super upset and then stops talking
0: to Grace. Do you think that Heather was going to come to the school because Heather wasn't actually Heather or Heather has been body snatched and and by a doppelganger or were crab and heather was planning to come to the school and pinch everyone there and turn them all into paranormal sea creatures
1: i mean <laughs> it has it has some ground <laughs> <laughs> I lost you like halfway through that. <laughs> yeah, like you had me in the first half. Not gonna lie. No, I, I like yeah, I have... like that theory though. That the um, Heather that she's the she's the one contact, contact that Grace doesn't see physically.
0: I wonder she would never
1: know whether she wouldn't be able to confirm with Heather that the messages that she had sent were hers. She's not arranging to meet Heather at any specific moments to like check that she's not being stood up or whatever. But at the same time. In the next couple of chapters where she talks to Heather, we might just go, no, this theory is bullshit. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're right. Heather's <laughs> because we a-
1: don't remember anything.
0: Yeah. Um, okay, so my big theory, and I'll be honest, your big theory was better than my big theory. I was like... Which one? Which one? The big long one about
1: uh, the... the- not Grace. Heather, Heather Doppelganger. No, Heather Grace. Not, no, Grace not,
0: re- Grace not remembering and thinking that the bloodletter might have been the one to toy with her memory. Mm-hmm. Um, but my theory was that, okay, and this really hit me when Grace was in the hallway and she meets with Flint and she says, um, what does she say? She says another M word. She says something, and then she's like, or murder. I always get the two mixed up. Like, she calls
1: Flint out. Magnanimous. Yeah, yeah. But she's, she's not a word as a 17-year-old, though. Magnanimous, yeah. But she totally- I not know what that even means as a 17-year-old. But she totally calls Flint out for trying to kill
0: her, and he kind of owns it. But this isn't, like, she is not shying away from this. She's got that that- That backbone in Finn's office, she is acting very, very different than what she did in Crave, where she kind of let everybody push her around. And, you know, we could say that that's the gargoyle in her, but I think that it is, and we could also say that it's Hudson's current influence on her. But I think that her time with Hudson, we, we already know from Covet that spending time with him changes her a lot for the better i think that she has already changed i think that yes. you know when you're dating someone new you start to take on their personality i think that her personality because she spent so much time with him she's already starting to act like him and she's already yeah. being more snarky because she spent so much time with him she just doesn't know why
1: Yeah, I I feel like if it was a case that it was Hudson's current influence on her, I think that she would either suddenly regret what she said or not believe that it came out of her mouth kind of thing. Like, oh shit, did I say that out loud? Kind of realisation. But she owns it and I think it's because it is 100% her. Like, authenticity of grace. That is her now. That is who she is now. And I don't necessarily think that absorbing traits from a partner is necessarily always a healthy move but sometimes people do build each other up in a way that no one else is able to do and hudson obviously shows throughout crush and Cover just how much of an influence he has on the girl in a positive way not necessarily starting to change her political views or uh, changing her dress code in life. Um, Like I've seen other people do in relationships where I'm like, oh, you've ruined yourself. It's not about being pushed to.
0: It's about naturally taking on those traits. Like I've, I've definitely Mm -hmm. grown a backbone and a sense of humor
1: since I've been with my husband. Being ignited. Yeah. Being ignited into the blossom of who you're supposed to be not who you would want to be, or who you could be if you tried to lie to yourself about who you were. Like at no point does it feel uh unauthentic or unsincere, insincere or or any of those words where you feel like Gra- what Grace is going to become is a bad thing. It's kind of like Fera with Reese, like suddenly realizing that she can absolutely be the high lady of the Night Court, and no one can say no to her. No one will. Like she'll bow to no one, and it's not necessarily her becoming a bitch.
0: Yeah, yeah, and that's and unfortunately that's what we get a lot in fantasy, well, any book really, and and reality is that once the woman starts to gain the backbone, everybody's like, oh, she's being such a bitch. No, I, you know what? As someone who has taken a leadership position in everything that I've done, as somebody who owns multiple businesses, as somebody who, uh, you know, is. Um, You know, I I manage a a small team at a decent-sized company. I, you know, constantly feel like, man, I hope I'm not coming off as a bitch. And I'm like, well, if I flip the table, if I was a man, no one would bat an eye at it, you know. Mm -hmm. So it's it's not so much being a bitch. It's just having, you know, having that conviction and being confident. It's
1: it's why Nesta made such an impact on me as a character god i love her um if if anybody hasn't read silver flames yet it's definitely a book that i didn't want to read same because at that point i did not like nesta i didn't want to hear about her i thought that cassian was gonna have his heart ripped out to shreds um and that it was gonna be an absolute shame and that nesta was a horrible horrible person but then I realized that she was who I could be if I had changed my abuse into something stronger, so instead of appearing weak when when I have my my inner turmoil or whenever I have my anxiety attacks, I turn into an absolute wet lettuce like I am a an emotional sponge I am a soggy soggy piece of wet bread when it comes to um Laying out my emotions, Nesta forges them and turns them to iron, yeah, and it makes you realize what what abuse and what trauma could turn you into, but then Cassian slowly helps her realize that she's safe now, and Hudson does the same for grace,
0: like mm-hmm. he he helps her to develop and to strengthen and to solidify without pushing her or saying, you need to do this. Here's what you need to do.
1: She's, she isn't being told what to do. She is being, she's, she's being told, this is not you. I know who you are and you would not give up. Right. Stand up. Not you need to stand up and be a man kind of feelings. Exactly. No, I know, I know exactly what you're capable of and you are capable of more than this so stand up yeah like cassian teaching nesta to be a valkyrie <laughs> yeah yeah and going like, and making her like walk I, to yeah. the to the lake and when she decides to do the stairs and he never ever stops her he never stops her because he thinks she's going to go down those stairs and she's going to drink he realizes that she's going down those stairs to test herself and she comes back up but every time she does it she goes a bit further and he's waiting for that day where she can get to the bottom and then realize that she doesn't want to drink anymore and she can come all the way back up again. And that was a huge moment where he, 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 it wasn't a test from him. It was a test of herself. He knew that she was capable of it. So he just let her do it. Yeah. He never tried to stop her. He never, he never made her feel ashamed for wanting to go down the stairs. It was, yeah, like I feel like Grace she's just a little bit too young to have got to that point and if anything hudson's kind of got her earlier yeah because he's it, older and it's, and it's, yeah um so her transition isn't necessarily so strong um or or so steep like of a of a changing character but at the same time he has made her better he has made her less of a wet lettuce and an emotional sponge <laughs> yeah less of a wet bread <laughs>
0: All right. Um, Fan questions. Did you read them? No. Okay, cool. So they'll be- Or if be... I
1: did, I don't remember what they are.
0: Okay. So the first one is, if you lost your memory for several months, would you want to be told everything that happened during that time period? Like, would you want to know? Or would you rather be like, you know, it's over, remembering isn't going to help me. So I just want to start living my life now.
1: Depends who I was if i if i if i was with my family my, like my parents absolutely not i knew that the reasons why i did not have those memories anymore was a good thing if i was with my husband or if i was with my dog or some or with you and i was on holiday in america and th- i was doing exciting things i would be very sad that i didn't have those memories so yeah i would want them back but it, it would de- it would depend on the company um But I think that that's because I can make that decision for uh, my parents. I know who they were before I lost those memories. So I would know pretty much what happened in those memories if I regained them or not. But the fact that Grace had not met Hudson, but spent the four months with him, I think that I would try and get them back. Regardless of what Hudson becomes to us in the next couple of chapters, um and a couple of books i would want to know because i would be concerned that i did not know my own heart and that i spent four months with somebody who could be the best person i've ever met who could also be the worst person i've ever met but i would never know because i would never met him before except those times that i didn't remember does that make sense yeah and and the vote if if you know if you if you know that if you know that the memories are going to be positive ones then absolutely. If you know that the memories are going to be negative, no matter, no matter the circumstances, if you know that the memories are going to be negative, why would you do that to yourself?
0: Yeah, I I agree. I agree. Assuming that there's but if like there's no a 50,
1: 50 if there's a 50 50 chance I would I would I would want it because at least then I would be able to make my mind up as to whether I would accept to keep remembering them after that.
0: Yeah, because you're you're ultimately just remembering a, a memory of being told a memory, so it's not you know sometimes sometimes you yeah just, you're, you weren't there yeah, so it might just be better to not have it at all if it's something bad.
1: Um, but yeah, like have you ever been like blackout drunk? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I'm on I the don't sparty. want to know why I did. I don't know. I don't want to know what I did. Yeah, because it is always is always associated with feelings of shame because I wasn't aware of what I was doing. Um, But if I knew that what I was doing was with consenting people, so for example, um, the bestest friends around me, and I knew that every single person around me was a very safe option and they wouldn't allow me to do anything stupid, then sure, every count of what I was doing last night would be fine. And I'd probably laugh at it or just groan in, in just exasperation of what I would allow myself to do. But if I was with somebody who I did not trust, I think I would be very happy to just not remember them at all.
0: <laughs> no, I I get that. Um, the answers were pretty crazy. A hundred and four people said yes, they would prefer to remember, and only four people said no, that they wouldn't want to know.
1: That's fear of the unknown. Yeah, that's the like the and the fear of missing out as well. Um. I don't really have that. Like if somebody's like, do you want to come to this thing? It's going to be amazing. <sighs> no, I'm all right. I'm okay. Yeah. I'd <laughs> like. It could be a 50-50. So therefore I would just rather stay home and definitely do something that I'm going to enjoy. Whereas everybody else would probably want to go with them because there is a chance for them to have fun and they wouldn't want to miss it just in case they missed something else. Whereas I know what I enjoy and therefore I would probably stay at home. <laughs> yeah. All right,
0: second question is do you think that Grace and Hudson were actually dating? Like were they together while in the gargoyle or would it is it too like too much betrayal of Jackson for them to have gotten that close?
1: It depends on your definition of dating because I think definitely they were emotionally invested in each other. Mm-hmm. They were in love with each other. But I don't necessarily think that dating is something that you do when you are one hundred percent in love with someone. Do you think that he- they were like in their making out like <laughs> mm, I don't know. I hope so.
0: <laughs> or do you think it was more like that that connection where they were um? They were they were close because they were going through challenges and overcoming challenges and emotional
1: like and and fighting their past together. And they got close. Yeah. I mean, they both knew at the end of it that they both loved each other. And um, Hudson was very strongly saying that they both loved each other. So it wasn't like they'd both fallen in love, but neither of them were confident enough to say to one another that they were in love. Yeah. So, like, do you think that they were dating? Uh, not
0: dating i don't think that
1: they were that it was like i do want to be my boyfriend like i don't think it was like that. no no i think that what they have compared to her and jackson her and hudson are very grown up and i also think that they'd probably be able to control themselves a bit more physically Mm -hmm. as well so even if they did love each other i think they would be able to communicate to each other that they loved each other and that they would be very certain that the other one was completely consumed by them but i don't necessarily think that it would have ended in sex or anything
0: i do hope that i mean I, I have hopes that charm is spicy but at the same time it would you know there would be that debate that oh she cheated on jackson so i i'm not i'm not quite sure where i stand with it like what i want versus what would be good for the characters i know that i would want it to be spicy but i guess i guess we'll see um the answers though Almost everyone said yes. It was yes, definitely, yes. One person said, I think Grace was in love with Hudson, but they weren't dating uh, for Jackson, like for Jackson's sake. Uh, someone said, I think there was definitely something going on. One person said, duh, okay, maybe not dating, but definitely feels were felt. Um,
1: I, ju- I just think that they they spent four months together, which is a very long time. But they both wanted to go back. So therefore, they both understood the responsibilities they had, not only to like the world, but to their friends, to Uncle Finn, to Jackson. They they understood their responsibilities of getting back. If they were just happy, like, Starcross lovers, they could have absolutely just spent the rest of their lives in there. Yeah. But I think that they probably felt a little bit trapped and realized that, like there was no future in there. They could absolutely just keep living in their own little bubble, in their own little world. But at some point it needed to end. And unfortunately it did end in that way where Grace managed to escape, kept Hudson in her head and then forgot everything. But yeah, they weren't so consumed in each other that they forgot to live and to try and escape. Yeah.
0: Only uh only two people said no. And the one person just said no by itself, but the other person said no because Hudson is too respectful of Jackson and Grace's relationship, which I don't know. I don't about. think he is. I don't I, I don't think he's responsible. Yeah, because yeah, he's he's, he's at this point he's like, No, not with him, not with him, like not him. So I don't think that it's that it's respect. I think it's it's severe jealousy <laughs> and you know how how could you forget me um i wonder if grace was like yeah when i leave when i leave this gargoyle with you i will leave i will break up with jackson and like i wonder if that is
1: something that i don't know was so they must have spoken about grace and jackson's relationship do you think that hudson would be aware that grace had bonded with him Um, Just based on what what Grace had told him about them, that she's like, look, there was this pull to him. I cannot stop thinking about him. I cannot stop being concerned about him. It's not like a normal just crush on someone. It's an infatuation where I must be spending my entire time with him. Do you think that he would realize that they were bonded? Because
0: in the gargoyle or
1: out of the gargoyle? (laughs) In the gargoyle, because maybe maybe he realised that maybe Jackson had wanted to bond, but Grace still wasn't there yet, so that he had a chance. But surely he he would realise that if they had bonded, he there was absolutely no hope that he was never going to be able to. Well, did,
0: Grace didn't know, so since Grace didn't know, no. then he he likely wouldn't
1: know either so what about when um when jackson finally well i think it's macy macy tells grace that they uh, they have a bond that they're bonded yeah. that he's her her mate and i was like I wonder what hudson's re- like response to that was because surely if you re- if you found out that the person that you loved and you knew 100 percent loved you back had a mate like a physical bond it would be like finding out that they were married
0: it would be like like finding out that the person that you're in love with is like to to his brother yeah you
1: find out that they're married to somebody else you're like oh (laughs) yeah i don't know like i'd be i'd be interested to know what his thoughts were when when that like when that was revealed whether he was like i had a i had a sneaky suspicion or like a no whatever they have it's not a true bond that is not true love or like whether he had a suspicion that it wasn't real
0: yeah it was it was broken easy enough Mm. so all right well um let's go ahead and uh wrap things up because i know that this was a longer episode and i have to pee so, guys, thanks so much for listening. Um, by the time we do next week's episode, we
1: will know what Tracy's big secret reveal was um, because that's going to be. And you can tell me all about yes. all about everybody's responses to your book as well.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I guess they'll have it by the time the next episode it- airs. Oh, my God. I'm going to. You know, the, the meme. <laughs> I'm going to <of>, puke. <laughs> yeah. The meme of the kitten with the milk all over its mouth. And it says, I froed up. Like, that's <laughs> that's how I feel right now. I'm like, Aww, oh my God. Gonna, no, it'll be great. I'm going to throw up. Um, Everyone will love it. Guys, if you want to go buy my book, you can pre order it now by searching The Channel by Starla Moore, S T A R L A Moore, M O O R E. Or you can go to explorethechannel.com and find all the links where you can purchase it as well as merch. Uh, character playlists and
1: some information about the books.
0: But guys, thanks so much for listening and leave a nice
1: review on Goodreads because damn, those are brutal. I'm so scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> I, I'm so
0: scared. I'm not even going to look so, at them. I'm him. so
1: startled. I'm so startled.
0: I'm so startled. <laughs> All right, guys, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next week. Bye bye. Bye bye.